Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, mate. How are we? I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I've recovered. You've recovered. Blame Canada? Yeah. You know, um, Canada. Wow. We'll go there in a second. But um, something I probably feed into every week now is how knackered and tired I am. And But I think there's genuine you know, reasons for that this time. Is that, yep. and, and there always is. It, it, it often comes down to being like overworked you know I work too much I don't rest enough that kind of stuff and we've been through that we've unpacked it um but this one was like you know flying to Calgary um <laughs> flying to Calgary uh you know it's, it's like an eight nine hour trip I, I regularly do stuff like that but it's seven hours behind so the adjustment of time zones was quite something going that way and uh, it was also like a thousand, Calgary is like a thousand meters above sea level. So I didn't know that how much um, uh, it was going to affect my breathing. Yep. And the irony being, you know, doing a lot of breath work and reading that book on breath, I was still finishing it up on the plane. Um, well, you know, still trying to finish it up on the plane. <laughs> um, and then when I was out there, I, I didn't even think about altitude, but I just couldn't get my breath. I was just like constant for four days five days it took me a while to acclimatize to it all yeah um and then by the time i did it was pretty much time to come home but coming back i've been back a week i've it i've really struggled with energy and again i've been busy i've been doing things but yeah. you know the jet lag i don't think i've slept enough i'm not back in my routine and i think it so here's the thing Routine, you know, we, we talk about our routines and how, you know, um, we've created good ones for ourselves. You know, I'm in bed most nights by 10, I guess, you know, between half nine and half 10. You yep. know, so on average, and then I'm up early and I I have that routine, you know, I, I, barely, I rarely do services anymore, but one night or a bunch of nights or a week, throwing that completely out has now made me you know I, I just haven't felt right since I've been back and the other thing I've noticed as well is that I didn't take any I, I took my supplements while I was out there and I took my um, athletic greens shake I'm still doing the athletic greens but this week I haven't put any of my supplements together yeah because I put them together for a couple of weeks some need reloading now I get mostly everything from the AG1 anyway. Yep. <clears throat> but the supplements are a bit more. So I'm also wondering, hmm, is the tiredness because there's certain key supplements that I don't get in the AG1 that I haven't taken for a week? So it could be that. It could be the lack of uh, regular sleep, possibly being quite busy and still carrying a, a certain amount of anxiety around. Yep. Yeah, I get that. The The supplement thing actually could, I mean... You know, it, more often than not, it is going to be the fact that uh, you haven't slowed down. 
or you know you're too tired but it could also be that um you're actually topping up too much of one thing in on top of your ag1 mm. because it's got almost everything in it well pretty pretty much everything in it um an overload on a certain mm. um micronutrient it's actually not good for you in the well, sense that your body's like uh how do i manage this yeah. she's using a bit of extra energy up to get yeah. rid of it um well, normally i'm all right that's what that's yeah. what i say i have the ag1 and my supplements yeah because i try and supplement with things that aren't in the ag1 yeah. do you know what i mean and uh, f- food changes as well we'll food do changes, that i mean i've eat, eaten so much i lost so i lost a good amount of weight before going put it on while i was out there just overeating yeah eating some very delicious things <laughs> wagyu steaks and you know bluefin tuna and yeah some some crazy good produce but um listen it was a fucking amazing trip <laughs> all right i'm not here going oh, i'm tired well it's me i went to <laughs> canada <laughs> i'm tired and i've put on weight uh i just um my point being is it, it, it's just taken a little while to settle back in this week yeah. and and i guess the reason for you know digging a little deep on this is that there are those changes that is bringing that awareness in maybe it is uh you know just getting back to a decent sleep pattern getting back on you know uh, uh being aware of what i'm eating but also the supplements yeah. and you know what i haven't trained for like two weeks now yep yeah so it makes a huge I've difference yeah. gym today i've got to start that and i know all these things are fixable yep but when you ask how i am <laughs> i'm like Everything needs fixing right now. I am tired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had the, I've basically had the same thing as you. What you know, three weeks back from Cyprus now, which I wish was tomorrow instead of three weeks ago. But like, I've, I haven't stopped since coming back. I've not had a day off since coming back. Mm. Um, you know, yesterday was a nice bit of a treat. So actually, kind of just lied to everybody. Then I had yesterday off. That was the first day since coming back. Yeah. Um, you know, and everything's caught up completely. Last week I was very tired, so I actually found myself giving, you know, telling myself that I didn't need to go to the gym last week because I was too tired to go and yeah. I couldn't fit it around all and of these things. The and it's that first, you know, that first week conversation that we had back after, you know, a few years. And I said, you know, the most important thing that I can really get through to people about it's just having those small bits of awareness about the changes in themselves in their body what they're doing how they're doing things because you know if you do something very 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 slowly it's a long build-up before you even will ever notice a change if you notice a change before someone says it to you Mm -hmm. um you know i knew yesterday that i was like shit i need i've not been to the gym all week i've given myself too much slack mm. i'm exhausted i feel like crap you know cooking in the barn on saturday <laughs> g- gave me the shivers anyway mate but um i was very cold which is not like me and uh yeah it, it's i was like shit i'm tired i need to do something yeah. and and you're absolutely right you've noticed it i've noticed it in myself and I'm choosing to do something about it. I was there this morning. I was a bit a bit slow this morning because it was the first week back and I was like, well, you know, seven days is actually a huge time to have off of the gym. Yeah. Which yeah. you wouldn't really think it, but it, but it is. No, no, I, I, I planned to train while I was in Canada and somehow we didn't get around to doing it. Our schedule was so packed with stuff that um, just couldn't make it work. Um uh and then since i've been back yeah just struggling to get sleep i felt and here's the point here it's not just being tired i felt exhausted yep you know just my body is just i can't uh, everything takes energy yep i actually thought given that i've been uh, you know acclimatized to a thousand meters above sea level that i'd be like being able to run a marathon when i got back (laughs) (laughs) how disappointed was i (laughs) Um, <laughs> getting out of breath walking up the stairs sorry you couldn't run 26 miles <laughs> <laughs> sorry I can't walk up 26 steps um, Canada though yeah come on tell me about it because you refused to tell me on Saturday until we uh, we had a chat on here yeah well that's it because otherwise it's that thing about just putting all the content out yeah we talk too much general chit chat when I'm just like no nah, let's leave it for the pod um, Canada 
what an exceptional country. I mean, I, I guess I always knew I would love it. Yeah. Um, it's like America, but it just... Um, I'm going to be careful what I say is to not offend my American friends. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... I think the wilderness is just... It's, it's like the second biggest country in the world, I think. But mm. the wilderness is just even more vast than... And I've travelled the States in a lot of road trips. I've seen, you know, various... You know, um, different uh, parts of the States. Um, but Canada just has this vastness that you're just like, okay, and it puts into perspective your own, you know, who you are. Yeah. And, you know, standing against these fucking huge mountains. And I might say that um, we did a whole bunch of things. One of the standout things was just being in, in the mountains. In the, because Calgary is just outside the Rockies, the Canadian Rockies. And um, yeah, it's like a half, a, a, an hour and a half drive to get in there. We went on one day um, up through Banff National Park, I think into Jasper National Park. So you've yeah. got these two amazing uh, areas, the preserved areas. And, you know, other than the road that cuts through it, you know, there's very little signage. There's, you know, very little going on. You're not passing um, uh, service stations or any of that. You are you know, you are going into wilderness, you know. Um, and on one of the days, because we had that, this massively packed itinerary since I've touched down, you know, there was pick up early in the morning, going out, doing things, getting home late at night. Um, and again, one of the reasons for not being able to train. Um, but this one day, I think it was Wednesday, or the, I think it was Wednesday I was out there. And um, it, it was a three hour, three and a half hour drive into the Rockies so we were going right you know deep in and then we had to pick up a helicopter because we were going fly fishing <laughs> and the lake we were <laughs> going into um, is like 1300 metres 1400 metres above sea level so it's not you know not yeah, yeah, 400 metres up and um, we had to get hel helicoptered into the lake because the, there's no access. It's like it's, it's like an overnight hike. It's like 12 hours uh, or 24 hours. I'm not not quite sure. But anyway, it's hard to get there. But you can get a helicopter in like seven minutes. So it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and it drops you in. Yeah. And as we came in, it was snowing. I've, I've never been in a helicopter. It's my first time. It's fantastic. And this thing wasn't big, but it, it, you know, there's seven of us in there, but it just felt quite cramped. It wasn't like, you know, a fancy helicopter at all, but I'm grateful that it stayed in the air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very grateful for that. But it dropped us in. And, and as we came in, you know, the, the, the weather, I was secretly thinking, this is going to be an amazing experience, but I'm like, if it gets cancelled, I'm fucking terrified of heights. So if it gets cancelled, <laughs> maybe I'll be okay with that. But I'm glad it didn't, and I'm glad I faced my fears with heights because I've had these fucking, you know, I went out to the Alps with some friends a few years ago, and um, I didn't do well. I was, you know, I, I mean, I got up there. I, I went right to the top of, you know, this, where we were where we were going to be staying. Um, but I have to challenge myself all the time with heights. Yeah. But Alpine roads are like zigzags with hairpin turns at each turn. American and Canadian roads are like, as Darren, my friend out there, described it, it's like, you know, rather than doing these zigzags, they just blast the mountain and then they'll cut a road through it. <laughs> so, so you don't really get the extremes of the heights. Yeah. But in a helicopter, and particularly one where you can see like quite, it's, it's like a sightseeing helicopter. So yeah. you've got the windows kind of below you or curving round the sides. Um, so you see everything, but it's amazing when you're up there, the, the trees look like moss and you, you kind of lose perspective of how high you are. Um, it wobbles a bit and you, you know, just hold on tight. <laughs> but fucking hell, I was like, look, I can do this for seven minutes. I got dropped in the lake and then as soon as I'm in the lake and you're yeah. there, I'm, I'm absolutely fine. And what an experience because, you know, hardly anyone's been there. You know, these the, the mountain ranges are some of the youngest in the world, apparently. They're only 70 million years old. They're babies, yeah. right? But, you know, you think about this lake that's existed there for 
however many millions of years or do you know what I mean it's it, it, it's it's what certainly any human that has ever stepped foot there over whatever millennia that's remained largely unchanged yeah and that's a fascinating thing you know just to ha- go to that pure wilderness um anyway they've got cutthroat trout in this lake they've got um uh, bullhead trout which are endangered so we had to catch and release them I only caught two. <laughs> I love fly fishing. I, 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 I'm, I don't think I'm very good at it if my numbers are, <laughs> are anything to go by. But I did catch the largest. How many times day. have you been fly fishing before? Only two. But it's, so it's two and two? Well, I only caught one on the first time. <laughs> so, but it's such a... Uh, I've done a lot of sea fishing and beach casting. So I, I actually really... It's something I could get into is yeah. fly fishing. I don't know if I'm there. I'm going to be there, like tying the flies, making everything. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if that's me. Um, But fly fishing, it's 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 so meditative when you, you know, you're just casting out and different to stream. I did stream before down in chalk chalk streams. Oh yeah, Hampshire. Um, But just being in this lake, which is just calm, it's cast out, and then you just wait for a bite. The problem I had is I had two film crews with me because it's all about filming content and there were sponsors that are, um, you know, sponsored the whole trip. So everyone wants their bit of content. Yeah. And uh, my buddy Darren, he was like, fuck this, I'm off to the other side of the lake. And he went over there on his own for an hour or so and he was catching fish all the time. Me, (laughs) I'm casting out, throwing the, 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 the rod out and then they'd be like, and it'd be perfect, by yep. the way, if I say so myself. Perfect cast out. I had that. And then they'd be like, oh, could you do it again? We didn't catch it. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> do you mean do it again? That was perfect. Like, And then they're, they're splashing around me, so the waters are not calm. Yeah, and the fish are... So that's probably... I'm using that as my excuse as to why I didn't catch many. Not with <laughs> such textbook casting. Doug, uh, one of the key things... I didn't want to just do this as a... I mean, talking about where I've been on traveling again. But I think one of the key things I did want to bring up today, because I know we're both into this, and it was just one of those opportunities that I had to do while I was out there, but it's, it was the cold water uh, or jumping in a cold lake. Yep. And it's um, you know it's something that I love doing, um, or I take the opportunity to do it wherever I can. And, you know, anything below kind of eight degrees, really. So it could be ice baths. Yep. It could be, you know, the winter sea. Um, it could be, a, a, you know, a, a Canadian lake. I've, I've jumped in Scandinavian lakes as well and in the winter. And um, I, I, the opportunity to do that. So here we didn't do it until the first day. It was Thursday. So I've been out there a few days. And the moment I did it, we went over to another chef, uh, great chef, John Jackson, and his part, uh, his business partner, Connie D'Souza, they've got a, a, a couple of restaurants in Calgary, well, quite a few, um, but their original one was Char Cut, so I've oh, yeah. heard about them for a, a long time, but anyway, they're Darren's business partners, and um, the four of us got together, went to John's house, and he lives on a lake, basically, yep. so he does this all the time, and he's, you know, he's super obsessed with health, and what he eats, and supplements, and running, and doesn't have a driver's license, so he cycles everywhere and has done so it's you know good to meet like-minded people from yep. do you know what i mean um on their journeys and he does this every day so i think the water was mm, i want to say it was eight degrees i think it was probably about six degrees but it, it it was um four days into the trip before we actually did this and we did it one morning and we were out there for like five minutes and I felt fucking fantastic, as I knew I would. Yep. Yeah, yeah. When you fucking tell you're in a bitch to be quiet, <laughs> you know. Once you've done that and you jump in, everything changes. And now this—that's the psychological part, isn't it? You have to get past that, and everyone will fucking tell you this. Yeah. You know, but there is a part of me that genuinely loves it. You know, if the opportunity arises, my inner bitch doesn't protest. Not really until I've committed to the date and I'm going to be there. And then you're like, 
then that person starts having an opinion. Hang on, maybe you should back out. And you're like, shut up. <laughs> because it's going to be cold. The reward, the other side, you know, that hit of dopamine, you know, your body just charging itself up. It wants to, once you get out, your body's making some effort to get warm again. It kickstarts your system in so many ways. And I just wish I'd have done that on the as soon as I'd arrived in Canada because I was, you know, suffering from jet lag and just not feeling particularly great. If I'd have done that, I wonder what difference it would have made to that week. We did it, yeah, just over halfway through the week, and I did it just before I was flying home on the on the day I was flying home. So had two um, sessions. On the second one, uh, it was one degree cooler, so I think it was six degrees on that day. Um, and we stayed out there oh, eight, nine, ten minutes, something like yeah. that in the end. So we stayed out longer. But by that time, you know, my, my body knew what to expect from a few days before. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, anyway, I just wanted to say I fucking love cold water therapy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so uh, exhilarating and it's liberating. It, it just... It gets rid of all the shit and the baggage we carry. Yeah. The mental bullshit that we carry. Jumping in that lake just made you feel so free. And when you get out, you feel so supercharged that you can take on the world. Yeah, it's, it's insane, isn't it? I mean, I I know, I know that we've, we've spoken about it quite a bit over the years, but I remember um, really starting to get into it after... After a conversation with Kirk, actually, I think, and he was talking about cold showers every morning and he was became obsessed with his cold showers. And, uh, you know, I, I, I started doing the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. just sort of, I have, I, I get in and I, I, and for me, I treat it like um, physios use cold water therapy um, or hydrotherapy for uh, repair. So I'll have my, my warm bit of the shower and then that's it, off all of the heat completely gone and then I just stand under it, breathe for, mm. for a good sort of two, three minutes and just let all of this ice cold water just wash everything away. It's particularly good after being in the gym, nice yeah. bit of warm just to keep keep the, the body temperature going while the muscles are starting to cool down and then boom, straight into the ice cold water yeah. and then out, towel, that's it. And, you know, I, again, it's one of those things that I notice a huge, you know, a huge, huge change when I stopped doing it, but um, I'm not always seeing the benefits whilst I'm doing it, which I think is is um, is an interesting thing, and it brings you back to actually you're just doing well. Then you are just being healthy because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not seeing anything wrong, you're not seeing any of these things, and it's you know reading the Breath Book by James Nestor and 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 having that completely forwarded by you know Wim Hof the, yeah. the the guy that we we became a little bit mildly obsessed with with the you know breath work that he teaches and the the ice therapy that he mm. teaches and running marathons topless in the snow and yeah, yeah. you know proving all of these people that things are you know you can regulate your your temp your body temperature just with oxygen and carbon di- uh, carbon dioxide regulation and you're just like Jesus Christ you know this is this is what we used to be yeah. And we've molly coddled ourselves so much that we have to have a fucking hoodie that's a blanket at the same time <laughs> during the winter. <laughs> so it's I mean. a funny one actually because I, I used to do. Um, I used to be obsessed with cold showers, and you know, finishing my shower, you know, yeah. just for a minute or two with cold water. And um, since I moved into this house, uh, which is a lovely house. Uh, I can't get cold water in my shower. No, it's just and the electric. It doesn't go down it. cold enough, does it? It doesn't go down. Like, even the coldest it is in the, here is still kind of, you know, like you could poach a chicken in it. So, um, Gently. <laughs> so I pretty much poach myself when I'm showering. Uh, I had an idea last night, a little epiphany, because I've got an ice bath in the garden, yeah, yeah. which is a big whiskey barrel, and it's full up, and I've uh, not used it for a couple of reasons. I just... I'm, Here's the crystal bought it for me, and it's a great birthday present. It's like it's it's a beautiful thing. It's a whiskey barrel. Yeah, it's a lovely barrel. Yeah. But we had to get one that was small enough to get through the front door and taken out the back. So it's I don't I'm skeptical as to whether I fit in it. 
because yeah. they sent and then this is where the fuck up of the company is and I won't do them I won't embarrass them even though I should because Chris will pay good fucking money for this um, they made some steps to go on the outside so you can get in it yeah. so this is like you know four foot off the it's it's you've got you need steps to get in it yeah but then when you get in it there's no steps inside because they don't make them for that size it's like well you didn't say any of this and you charged her for the steps and stuff so they couldn't <laughs> I mean what a fucking Mickey Mouse so company but you need to go full on Wiley e. Coyote just to get out I'm worried that I would never be able to get out <laughs> I'm, I'd have to tip the barrel all over like you know use some force back and forward <laughs> just to tip it over and come flooding out with the water that's the only possibility of getting out hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Um, but I had an idea last night because, you know, I, I want to get back into this. I don't want to just do cold water stuff where I used to do it a lot more. I, you know, the only opportunities I get to do it now is if I'm around someone's house and they've got, a, you know, one or, you know, I'm, I'm down by the sea and I can jump in a, in the water. Um, so I'm going to start filling up the bath of a night yeah. with cold water. I actually while in the winter, imagined you was just about to say that. Yeah, yeah. Right. So before I go to bed, I'm going to fill it up with cold water, go to bed. This house does get very cold. So I know that fucker's going to be pretty cold in the morning. Yeah. Then throw a bag of ice in there and jump in. Yep. There's a lot of evidence to suggest that, you know, um, for the sake of like bringing down inflammation, ice baths are great after exercising. But I was listening to Andrew Huberman talking about um, how they're actually more beneficial to have it before exercising. Yep. So, you know, my thoughts are, and again, it goes back to how I'm saying, like, you know, it sets your day up. Everything starts, it fires you up in so many ways that even going to the gym then while your body is just like, you know, yep, just charged, then I can see how that might work. So this is my thing is that I'm going to just have that ready iced up in the morning jump in feel alive and then go and bust some weights yep and do whatever you can do yeah mate test it and see if it's good because that would be that would be amazing it's the other thing as well is that you know you have to kick your inner bitch to go to the gym sometimes yeah and i like the thought process of doing he also says stuff about like finding things that are tougher than the job that you're procrastinating about doing you know so if you do that then everything else makes it easier so like actually going to the gym i love going to the gym and i I feel good when i've gone to the gym but there is those mornings where and particularly as we're coming into like you know quite dark mornings it's getting cold out and you're like "Mm, i could do 10 minutes in bed and it's like no 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 go and do the ice bath (laughs) jump into a fucking bath of ice and you will go to the gym (laughs) (laughs) you will do it because you've just done something way worse I oh, know. I mean, I uh, I don't have time to procrastinate that much because my uh, 
my dog's changed his habit from kind of making a funny noise to wake me up to actually full on like attacking me. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah. He's uh yes was it yesterday morning? He just I heard this noise and then all of a sudden like he was just it was play, play mode and he just absolutely annihilated me first thing in the morning. <laughs> Which is funny, really, because but yeah, I mean I think getting up, jumping straight in an ice bath. I mean, this is one it kind of counterintuitive to what I said to you on Saturday where I find um and this kind of brings back to the start of the conversation. I find it difficult this time of year um to to adjust slowly to the change of um you know the sun. So, you know, when you're you get up in the morning, I'm you know, I've just spent what from March basically all the way round till let's call it last week mm-hmm. where it's ten past six in the morning, the sun's up. Yeah. Or it's virtually all the way up. To uh, you know, now, even at half six in the morning, quarter to seven when the walk is kind of finishing, that the sun is still not up. And I, I that's the bit that I find is the transition. Yeah. You know, because it, it's 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 slow but sudden all at the same time. Mm. And, you know, we've had this fucking hot weather. Um but I actually like the morning walk weather when it's not raining. I like I like the cold temperature yeah. first thing in the morning. So, you know, doing that first first walk and then trying to probably then go and do an ice bath and go to the gym might be really good actually. I was looking at the Lumi things the other day because I haven't got one at home and they're a relatively good size and they're not overly expensive. They're as well. Yeah. But then also, I think it might have been Lumi that, were d- that are doing the portable saunas now. Have you seen them? Yeah. I, I'm not really unsure how they work because it's like, it's basically wrapping yourself in fucking tinfoil in a, in a pop-up tent. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like those mushroom growing tents. Yeah. Um, I... Yeah, there's a lot of good things on the market, um, and I'd try all of them if I could, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, I've got to persevere with this whiskey barrel first, though, I can't just... Well, mate, like, <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you've got some uh, some help around when you get in it, because <laughs> if you fucking... <laughs> Imagine, sorry, Krista, I broke it. Um... <laughs> um yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. I, I actually thought, I, you know, if we'd have had a, a quite a dry summer, I was like, well, it's full of water. At least I can walk with the garden if there's a hose pipe back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's so, I, I like it. I don't do it enough. Um, I think probably for me, because um, especially like sea swimming, I'd get in a lake easy and a river very easily, but uh, I only really learned to swim properly or comfortably by myself without anyone else around uh, over the last sort of three, four years. I was taught to swim properly about 10 years ago by, by a friend of mine. Uh, we, it was in Cyprus actually. And the sea is so full of salt that you can just float. And if you don't know how to swim, you learn pretty quickly when yeah. you basically can't sink. Um, but yeah, it's like comfortably by myself only really in the last three, four years. I think it was when I was, I, I fully got comfortable with it when I was in Croatia a couple, a few years back. And because of that, I've never really thought, oh, I'll, I'll just walk into the, the freezing cold water in, in the sea or, mm-hmm. or, you know, the boxing day swim that everybody does. Yeah. I've never wanted to do it because I've always been like, well, part of me, I'm shit scared of drowning. And the other part of me is like, I'm shit scared of getting cold and then drowning. So, <laughs> <laughs> So, a lake. Oh yeah, I mean, I'd I'd rather do it in the Dead Sea where it's warm. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, uh, I'm very much interested in it, and especially after you know reading all of the stuff about you know just how good breath work is good for you. Obviously, I paid a lot of attention to to Wim Hof previously, but actually, when you've got somebody who you know, like James Lester, who's seriously gone out of his way, not only to do the research, but to test all of this stuff himself, Um, you know, just to prove that, yes, you know, he's he's your everyday average Joe human being that's got a sinus problem and has just worked all the way through it, tested all these things. And, um, you know, and I think that it's something that people need to do. I don't, you know, and it's cost effective these days. I don't think anybody needs to, um, 
it's definitely something that people need to try. It's really good for you. It's yeah. like, it, and um, if it wasn't, they wouldn't be using it for athletes and sports and stuff like no, that. No, no, I, no. I, I, I can only say from personal experience how incredible, and all the evidence is there. Everyone will tell you that it is so good for mental health. Yeah. And it really is. Like, I, so again, it goes back to that thing where, you know, I do, I do get a little bit fed up of talking about mental health with, you know, when there are a lot of the answers out there for at least being in, you know, better mental shape. Yep. Do you know what I mean? We just got to apply those things. Um, yeah, you got to want to as well, though, haven't you? You got yeah. to want to get out of that. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? I, I do get a bit fed up with like, I, and it sounds harsh to say this, but you know, we all have a responsibility to look after ourselves, and things like that can really do us so much good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, actually, just fill your bath up at the end of the, you know, before you go to bed. Chuck a bag of ice in it in the morning. Jump in. Don't don't let your fucking inner bitch get in the way. You jump in that thing. Hold on for like eight minutes if you can. Actually, some some people say like you know between thirty seconds and three minutes. Yep. I'd go for eight, but that's me. You find out what works for you. But just doing that, doing that will change your life immeasurably yeah exactly yeah i mean i i think i i wonder whether uh by association generally the you know for, from mine and your point of view a lot of the people that we follow um and that are interested in and in the guidance of all of these health journeys that that we you know our own health journeys we um follow some interesting people that in the narrative of things would probably be associated with something bad and they wouldn't want to listen to them. But, you know, um, you look at Russell Brand, for example, and well, I'm not going to go into that, but one of the things that he's big on, hugely big on, um, in his change from being, you know, uh, an alcoholic and a drug addict to to his health journey to where he is, is, is ice baths and breath work. Yeah. You know, and some of his little... Um, little pods that he does and, and his little interviews that he, he does on a daily basis are out of his ice bath, you know? Yeah. And you just think obviously by association, a lot of people would probably look at that and be like, Oh, it's all fake news because they believe fake news. Um, but actually that's definitely something I highly recommend. Yeah. Now the, the other flip of this is that, um, you know, we've noticed the weather changing, obviously, as you mentioned, that the nights have got darker, the, the mornings are darker, and we were cooking at a fe- not a festival. We were cooking at um, a little barn dinner in Sussex on Saturday. Yeah, uh, and it was cold. Like I love cooking outside. I love cooking outside all year round, and you know, it's no accident that Acme. You know, it, it's we, uh, we put our kitchen outside, so we can cook outside all year round. And, you know, for me, I say in enough interviews and stuff that barbecue isn't a season, it's a method of cooking. Yeah. Not that we're barbecue, by the way, but, you know, just, I, I, I it, it always, it actually really. People associate it with summer, don't they? It triggers me when, you know, supermarkets or campaigns, it's barbecue season. It's like, you fucking morons. It's fucking always barbecue season. <laughs> like, it angers me. <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm holding back. <laughs> But it angers me so much, these fucking marketing campaigns around it. You can cook outside all year round, and I want to encourage that. However, it was fucking cold the other night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was. It was, it was particularly cold. And here's the thing. I, I Even yesterday, I took the day off, which was the first in a while. Um, it was Sunday. I slept until uh, midday which is well unlike me but you know it goes to show I needed to sleep um, and then yesterday this house is cold in the winter it's cool in the summer which is nice but um, yeah it was cold so I put the heating on and I really struggled to get warm all day long but then you know here's the thing I only wear shorts I walk around most of the time just wearing shorts no socks no t-shirt and <laughs> and then I moan that, I'm <laughs> that I, I can't get warm. I'm not actually helping myself get warm. But my thought process has always been just to try and... Uh, there was a Wim Hof thing. I think it was him that said, 
go to the cold or the cold will come to you. So, yeah. you know, if I'm cooking outside all year round, as we were in Sussex the other day, I was still wearing shorts. Yeah, you was. All right? And I try and do that. So I guess it p- helps me prepare for, you know, when it comes to winter and it gets even colder, that I can tolerate that more than most people. Yeah. But it, it, there's something about this country versus, let's say, Canada, where it will get down to like minus 40 in areas, you know. I've got a bunch of Canadian friends. When they come over to the UK, they said, it feels colder because it's so damp. Yeah, that that's it. This country is just wet. You know? <laughs> and that there were days when that dampness is around and you just can't get warm. And I've had that in the summer, actually, just where my body temperature, I can't... I, I just can't regulate it. And I, I put more clothes on than I need to because, for whatever reason, the dampness that, you know, it's around and it, you just... Yeah, you'd struggle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was that was a little bit uh, of the problem on Saturday. We had that, uh, you know, very random quick bout of rain, didn't we? And we were, like, out there putting the cover over the uh, the grill and all of that lot and, you know, getting wet. At that point, I'd actually taken my jumper off because I was like, I'm gonna, you know, it's going to be nice. It's a lovely day. It's going to be nice. Yeah. And then uh, got wet. And I felt that chill, that cold, wet chill for a long time throughout the day. And then in, obviously in the evening, um, yeah, it did turn quite cold. I mean, I'm wearing, you know, just to put it into context, <laughs> I still feel in the cold because I'm wearing a fucking beanie today. So <laughs> <laughs> it's beanie weather. But um, yeah, it. I, I don't know. It, it, it changed so quickly. But you do climatize, don't you? I mean, I'm used to very much like you. I am. I've always been that person and i probably shouldn't associate this but it's an easy way of saying it you know my my morning cigarette always used to be outside with a top off even in the winter didn't make any difference you know so it would take a long it takes a long time for me to get cold when i'm cold it doesn't take me a particularly long time to warm up Yeah, yeah you know so um except for feet if i get wet feet but i suppose that's the same with everyone really um but I like it. I, I, I like the weather, you know. I, I per- personally prefer the heat and I like to be able to dip in and out of that, that yeah. freezing cold, which is probably why ice baths and cold showers are something I really enjoy. But, you know, I, I quite like the cold in this country, but we never really get cold enough anymore. You know, the the country doesn't get cold enough to snow anymore. So I think it's, yeah, it's just the difference though, isn't it? It's like maybe we'd never, I remember growing up and it would snow most winters but yep. not all winters yep um but it doesn't need to be that kind of cold it's, it's the, the dampness it's really just hard to describe anyone that doesn't live in the uk might think they're fucking mad but um the 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 moisture in the air can really affect things more so yep. than like a dry you know minus celsius uh you know chill uh it's just it's really hard to put into words uh and then there are times when it it doesn't necessarily need to be seasonal like i say you can have a cold day in summer and then you just want to wrap up you know yep and yet i can you know survive in just on a nice sunny day in winter where it's just icy outside but it just feels right, you know. Yeah. It's just, it's really weird. I've had those moments as well where you know I go to bed, I, don't, I sleep above the covers most of the year round, you know. Um, I'm always I always feel like I'm overheating, but you know, just a lot, a lot of guys are anyway. Yep. So I sleep on the covers, but then there are just some days, and it could be summer, it could be winter, whatever the season. But you want to put more blankets on. And it's rare. You can count on one hand how many times I do it. Maybe like that two or three times a year. But your body temperature's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't get warm enough. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I go to bed with like joggers on and stuff. And I'm like, it's fucking summer. What's happening? You know? Well, that's it. I mean, you know, we're, we are, and, and this is just a little nod to how insanely brilliant our bodies are, is that, you know, we might feel cold on the outside. But our, our, you know, our body is regulating the internal blood temperature to make sure that we function, you know, at the optimum level at all times. So be it during the night, you naturally, uh, your temperature naturally cools down mm. during the night because 
it's focusing on other things you know and and it will it, if if your body starts to get too cold it will start burning fuel to make sure it warms up yeah. you know it's it's stupidly clever um but it's also it's something to do with the core temperature as well so if you're hot on the outside you're actually cold inside, inside yeah you, you know it regulates that way and the yeah. same or, you know the other way around yeah exactly so you know your blood temperature is completely different to to everywhere else in in the body you know you've got an awful lot of skin mm. you know covering all of that up which is why i suppose you know when you uh you know you you think that you've got a temperature and you put your your fucking hand on your forehead that's not a good gauge of of being hot <laughs> <laughs> that's why they stick the thermometer in the ears these days not yeah. into, in in the mouth because the mouth is hot right yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah, no, it's it's been it's an interesting thing, and I actually I really like that you did that while she was away, because even though you were fully packed in, and you you were still able to, I'm trying to wrap my head around the fly fishing thing. Was you actually just stood there in wellies in 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 the no, lake, waders, Pro- proper, proper waders. waders, yeah? But because I'd have done it then, I'd have just been like, I'm, I wanted I'm getting to. in this. If no, so actually. I'll go back and next time there won't be cameras and stuff. It won't be all for the footage. And I think Darren uh, and I said we should spend a night up in the, you know, in that lake because, you know, we even took a bunch of cooking stuff up there and we just didn't have time. Yeah. You know, we were being interviewed. We were, you know, just being filmed for like B-roll footage. Um, And there's... And we were trying to fish. We were trying to actually, you know, be in the moment and do that. But, you know, I think there was a four-hour window of being up there. And the weather changes. So that's actually what I was going to say about, like, coming in, it was snowing as we came in. And then at some point in the day, it was T-shirt weather. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We've It was like four seasons in one hour. (laughs) It was really quite crazy. But, uh, but beautiful and and you wouldn't expect anything less being you know that high up in the mountain i'd love to do an overnighter yeah. i'd love to you know catch some fish cook it um hopefully there's no bears <laughs> <laughs> but i would love to wake up and just jump in that lake i put my hand in it a, few, a bunch of times when i had to um you know release fish or just wash my hands or whatever yeah and it wasn't you know it was cold it didn't feel it might have been like two or three degrees. Yeah. So, you know, I'd be able to manage that. Uh, getting warm again afterwards, you know, you, you want to just wrap up. But I think it would be just such a such fun to spend a night up in that mountain. And... Yeah, I mean, I, I it's definitely some... It's been on my list of places to go for a long time. I was talking to, um, to Tom Hopper about it a while back. Um, he was telling me about couple of restaurants that were in toronto that he likes to go to and uh yeah it, it's definitely somewhere i'd like to go i'd still like to experience america a little bit more i actually uh if i wasn't so busy over the next sort of three four weeks i would have liked to have uh jumped on a plane and gone down to new orleans for this time of year new orleans is great yeah i um that's why i've got so many fleur de lis tattoos on me because i kind of fell in love with it when i went there and yeah i had a pop-up oh some t- many years ago called Fleur de Lis uh, all my favourite bands came from New Orleans so like kind of sludge metal um, and then I wanted to do you know uh, New Orleans inspired food um, and that was short lived but then I, I kept that name on my Instagram for many for many years for a long time yeah. people didn't know um, but it's an, an amazing I mean if you drink it's really good <laughs> <laughs> I've been there sober and um it's still fun yeah but i definitely you know it's a party town it's a it's it's the i think it's the one place in the states where you can actually walk around with you know open you know drinks bottles really and stuff. Yeah, you can walk down bourbon street and like one in the afternoon and people are just already shit-faced <laughs> it's, that's, that's not actually the reason why i want to go but uh, no, and, and listen, I'm not promoting that because it's just it's completely alien to me now. But um, I used to find it so much fun. Yeah. Great bars. Cocktails were invented in New Orleans. Yeah. You know, the food's really good for, yeah, the food's pretty good. It's a food town or food city that, that yeah. you know, they're known for it. I think it's, uh, my, I, I think they're 
not really they're, they're holding on to certain traditions and they're not really pushing the food better so yeah uh, it feels a bit dated now but it's still pretty good yeah i think it's um it's just some of that old that oldie worldy culture that um that you would associate with new orleans that's not drink related that i would be interested in i mean it's got so much history look the yeah. french quarter itself yeah. you, know, you can go on tours you can go on ghost tours uh, it feels like every building you walk in is just, you know, 300 years old, 1700s, yeah. yeah. Um, some of the ghost tours and stuff, they give you, you know, a little bit more background as to what happened where. And yeah, I, I find that absolutely fascinating. But it's also, people are fucking nuts there. And in, 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 <laughs> in the loveliest possible way. But just some things that happen and, you know, people riding past on bikes wearing, you know, all sorts of gear. It, it's one thing them doing it during Mardi Gras, but yeah. then the rest of the time you're just like, oh, you you dress like this all the time. It's it's crazy. Um, I I used to love going there. I haven't been there for since Pre-COVID. 2018. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is such a fun place. Nice. Yeah. Let's unpack ghosts again on another, <laughs> on another time. <laughs> you have to remind me because I grew up in a haunted house. Yeah, I know. That's why I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that next time. <laughs> well, it's Halloween coming up soon. We'll do a Halloween episode. Huh? <laughs> Halloween special. <laughs> All right, Lush. We'll speak to you soon. See you, mate.